0: Hello, my name is Isaac, and today I will be reading Heroes of Olympus, The Lost Hero by Rick Riordan. Chapter 5. Leo. Leo's tour was going great until he learned about the dragon. The archer dude, Will Solis, seemed pretty cool. Everything he showed Leo was so amazing it should have been illegal. Real Greek warships moored at the beach that sometimes have practice fights with flaming arrows and explosives? Sweet! Arts and crafts sessions where you could make sculptures with chainsaws and blowtorches? torches. Leo's like, sign me up. The woods were stocked with dangerous monsters and no one could ever go there alone. Nice. And the camp was overflowing with fine looking girls. Leo quite didn't quite understand the whole related to the gods business, but he hoped that didn't mean he was cousins with all these ladies. That would suck. At the very least, he wanted to check out these those underwater there was girls in the lake again. They were definitely worth drowning for. "'Will showed him the cabins, the dining pavilion, and the sword area. "'Do I get a sword?' Leo asked. "'Will glanced at him like he found the idea disturbing. "'You'll probably make your own, seeing as you're in Cabin 9.' "'Yeah, what's up with that, Vulcan?' "'We don't usually call them by their Roman names,' Will said. "'The original names are Greek. Your dad is Hephaestus.' "'Festus?' Leo had heard, that, had heard somebody say that before, but he was still dismayed. "'Sounds like a god of cowboys. Hephaestus.' Will corrected. God of blacksmiths and fire. Leo heard that too, but he was trying not to think about it. The God of fire? Seriously? Considering what had happened to his mom, that seemed like a sick joke. So the the flying hammer over my head, Leo said. Good thing or bad thing? Will took a while to answer. You're claimed almost immediately. That's usually good. But that rainbow pony dude, Butch, he mentioned a curse- Ah, uh, look, it's nothing. Since Cabin Nine's last head counselor died, died, like, painfully, I ought to let your bunkmates tell you about it. Yeah, where are my dogs? Shouldn't their counselor be giving me the VIP tour? Uh, he, um, can't. You'll see why. We'll forged ahead before Leo could ask anything else. Curses and death, Leo said to himself. Things just get better and better. He was halfway across the green when he spotted his old babysitter, and she was not the kind of person he expected to see at demigod camp. Leo froze in his tracks. What's wrong? Will asked. Tia Calidia. Auntie Calidia. That's what she'd called herself, but Leo hadn't seen her since he was five years old. She was just standing there in the shadow of a big white cabin at the end of the green watching him. She wore her black linen widow dress with a black shawl pulled over her hair. Her face hadn't changed, leathery skin, piercing dark eyes. Her withered hands were like claws. She looked ancient, but no different than Leo remembered. That old lady, Leo asked. "What she's doing here? Will tried to follow his gaze. What old lady? Dude, the old lady, the one in black? How many old ladies do you see over there? Will frowned. I think you've had a long day, Leo. The mist could be playing tricks on your mind. How about we head straight to your cabin now? Leo wanted to protest, but when he looked back towards the big white cabin, Tia Kalita was gone. He was sure she'd been there, almost as if thinking about his mom and summoned, had summoned Kalita back from the past. And that wasn't good, because Thea Kalita had tried to kill him. Just messing with, messing with you, man. Leo pulled some gears and levers from his pocket and started fiddling with them to calm his nerves. He couldn't have everybody at camp thinking he was crazy. At least... Not crazier than he really was. Let's go see Cabin Nine, he said. I'm in the mood for a good curse. From the outside, the Festus cabin looked like an oversized motor home with shiny metal walls and metal slated door windows. The entrance was like a bank vault door, circular and several feet thick. It opened with lots of brass gears turning and hydraulic pistons blowing smoke. Leo whistled you have got a steampunk theme going on, huh? Inside, the cabin seemed deserted. High-tech steel bunks were folded against the walls. Each had a digital control panel, blinking LED lights, glowing gems, and interlocking gears. Leo figured each camper had his own combination lock to release his bed, and there was probably an enclave behind it with storage. Maybe some traps to keep out unwanted visitors. At least that's the way Leo would have designed it. A fire pole came down from the floor above the cabin didn't appear to have another floor from the outside a circular staircase led down into some sort of basement the walls were lined with every kind of power tool leo could imagine plus a huge assortment of knives swords and other implements of destruction a large workbench overflowed with metal scraps screws bolts washers Nails, rivets, and a million other machine parts. Leo had a strong urge to shove all of them in his coat pocket. He loved that kind of stuff. but He needed a hundred more coats to fit it all. Looking around, he almost could imagine he was back in his mom's machine shop. Not the weapons, maybe, but the tools, the piles of scrap, the smell of grease and metal, and hot engines. She would have loved this place. He pushed that thought away. He didn't like the painful memories. Keep moving, was his motto. Don't dwell on things. Don't stay in one place too long. It was the only way to stay ahead of the sadness. He picked a long implement up from the wall. A weed whacker? What's good? What's the God of Fire want with a weed whacker? A voice in the shadow said, You'd be surprised. At the back of the room, one of the bunk beds was occupied. A curtain of dark camouflage material retracted. And Leo could see a guy who'd been invisible a second before. It was hard to tell much about him because he was covered in a body cast. His head was wrapped in gauze except for his face, which was puffy and bruised. He looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy after a beatdown. I'm Jake Mason, the guy said. I shake your hand, but... Yeah, Leo said. Don't get up. The guy cracked a smile, then winced like it hurt to move his face. Leo wondered what had happened to him, but he was afraid to ask. Welcome to Cabin 9, Jake said. It's been almost a year since we had any new kids. I'm head counselor for now. For now? Leo asked. Will Solis cleared his throat. So where is everybody, Jake? Down at the forges, Jake said wistfully. They're working on, you know, that problem. Oh, we'll change the subject. So you got a spare bed for Leo? Jake studied Leo, sizing him up. You believe in curses, Leo? Or ghosts? I just saw my VB evil babysitter, Tia Kalita, Leo thought, and she's got to be dead after all these years, and I can't go a day without remembering my mom and that machine shop fire. Don't talk to me about ghosts, doughboy. boy. But out loud, he said, ghosts? Pfft, nah. A storm spirit chucked me down the Grand Canyon this morning, but, you know, all in a good day's work, right? Jake nodded. That's good, because I'll give you the best bed in the cabin. Beckendorf's. Whoa, Jake, Will said. You sure? Jake called out, Bunk 1A, please. The whole cabin rumbled. A circular section of the floor spiraled open like a camera lens, A full and a full-sized bed popped up. The bronze frame had a built-in game station at the footboard, a stereo system in the headboard, a glass door refrigerator mounted on the base, and a whole bunch of control panels running down the side. Leo jumped right in and lay back with his arms against his head. I can handle this. It retracted into a private room below, Jake said. Oh, heck yeah, Leo said. See ya. I'll be down in the Leo cave. What button do I press? Hold on, Will Solis protested. You guys have private underground rooms? Jake probably would have smiled if it didn't hurt so much. You've got lots of secrets, Will. You Apollo guys can't have all the fun. Our campers have been excavating this tunnel system under co- Cabin 9 for almost a century. We still haven't found the end. Anyway, Leo, if you don't mind sleeping in a dead man's bed, it's yours. Suddenly, Leo didn't feel like kicking back. He sat up, not careful not to touch any of the buttons. The counselor who died? This was his bed? Yeah, Jake said. Charles Beckendorf. Leo imagined a sawblaze coming through the mattress, or maybe a grenade sewn into the pillows. He didn't, like, die in this bed, did he? No, Jake said, in the Titan War last summer. Titan War, Leo repeated, which has nothing to do with this very fine bed. The Titans... Will said, like Leo was an idiot, the big powerful guys that ruled the world before the gods. They tried to make a comeback last summer. Their leader, Kronos, built a new palace on top of Mount Tam in California. Their armies came to New York and almost destroyed Mount Olympus. A lot of demigods tried to stop them and died. "'I'm guessing this wasn't on the news,' Leo said. It seemed like a fair question, but Will shook his head in disbelief. "'You didn't care about Mount St. Helens erupting or the freak storms across the country or that building collapsing in St. Louis?' Leo shrugged. Last summer, he'd been on the run from another foster home. Then, a Troncy officer caught him in New Mexico, and the court sentenced him to the nearest correctionary fa- facility, the wilderness school. Guess I was busy. "'Doesn't matter,' Jake said. "'You were lucky to miss it. The thing is, Beckendorf was one of the first casualties. And ever since then, your cabin's been cursed,' Leo guessed. Jake didn't answer. Then again, the dude was in a body cast. That was an answer." Leo started noticing little things that he hadn't seen before. An explosion mark on the wall, a stain on the floor that might have been oil. Or blood. Broken swords and smashed machines kicked into the corners of the room, maybe out of frustration. The place did feel unlucky. Jake sighed half-heartedly. Well, I should get some sleep. I hope you like it here, Leo. It used to be really nice. He closed his eyes and the camouflage curtains drew itself across the bed. Come on, Leo, Will said. I'll take you to the forges. As they were leaving, Leo looked back at his new bed, and he could almost imagine a dead counselor there, another ghost who wasn't going to leave Leo alone. And that was the very quick end to chapter five. I hope you guys had a good time listening to me read this chapter. Um, Oh yeah, next chapter isn't very long either. I guess Leo didn't have much to say. But if you do like these books, then uh, please do buy them. It's uh, Heroes of Olympus, The Lost Hero, by Rick Riordan. And with that, Isaac... Yes, um...